Hey, welcome to the Outside Church in Port St. Lucie, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Hope it encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. Come on, stand to your feet and give God a hand praise of worship. My Lord Jesus, he deserves the highest level of praise that you can possibly give to him tonight and always hallelujah especially if he's moving in your favor he's moving in the house hallelujah god is good praise the lord amen you may have a seat i am excited about this word and i pray to the lord that you are edified today and not only edified but you leave this house with the right understanding of the time you have available over your life. I pray that you take this message serious and it alters the course of your entire rest of your life. That you won't see the clock the same. You won't see time the same. You won't see the opportunities that you have that you are actually breathing today as it was just life. But as if and understanding that God is the one who has you standing here today and breathing today for his glory and for his honor. So we want to preach about borrowed time and borrowed gifts. Gifts of the spirit, spiritual gifts. And right away the, the, the word leads me to Hezekiah um, when he received borrowed time. We are living in end time season where right now, this year, since last year to now, almost a half a million people are no longer living. And most of those people, or all of those people, had plans, had purpose, hallelujah, had hallelujah goals to me, but they're no longer here. Many of them had no idea that it was the end of their time here on earth. We are living right now, church, in borrowed time. And the only reason we're living right here now is because God himself has allowed it. And if you're still standing here, if you're still breathing, if you're looking at me and listening to this sermon, you better thank God Almighty that he's chose you to continue to live. Hallelujah. But not just to live a normal life, but to live for the glory of God. I don't know about you, but if I'm still standing, come on somebody, if I'm still living, if I'm still breathing, it's to glorify God. It's to give him all the glory in everything I do, in everything I say. Hallelujah. With my plans, because if he allowed me to continue to live he's the same God that can stop me from living come on somebody so I want to teach you right away in Isaiah 38 we find a particular story which is very impactful if you understand what's going on here and you apply it to this season to your life right now Isaiah 38 we find that it says and it reads in those days Hezekiah because of became ill and was at the point of death. Here comes the prophet Isaiah, went to him and said, thus says the Lord, or this is what the Lord says, put your house in order because you are going to die and you will not recover. This prophetic word came not from human intervention, but it came from God himself. God himself said, hallelujah, put your house in order, Hezekiah, because you're not going to live, you're going to die, and you won't recover. 
These are, this is the word from God. You won't recover. Come on, somebody. But when he hears his word, the Bible says that Hezekiah turns his face to the wall, toward the wall, and begins to pray, Father God, I pray, remember now. Come on, somebody. Oh, Lord, I have walked before thy self in truth, and with a perfect heart have, have served you. I have done all that is good in your sight, Lord. And the Bible says, and Hezekiah wept, and he wept. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I don't know, hallelujah, what the, what the message is for you today. I don't know what's the time frame that you have living. Amen. Hallelujah. But the Bible said that Hezekiah poured his, hour, his heart out. And the Bible said that the, hallelujah, the word of the Lord came to the prophet. And the prophet said, hallelujah, the Lord tells me to tell you that he has heard your prayer. And he has seen your tears. Hallelujah. And he will add 15 years to your life. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 I don't know, hallelujah, how you need to pray today. I don't know what your time frame is. I don't know how you're living, but I don't know how many people can turn their back and go to the Lord and say, Lord, you know my heart. Lord, you know I've been in church every Sunday. Lord, you know how much I love you, how much I serve you, how much I live in your will. I don't know who here in the time of death, in the time of uncertainty, in the time that you're sick, that you can turn to God and say, God, you know me. Does he know you? Do you have the right when death knocks on your door to say, Lord, you know me? Here we have a scene that Israel was in disobedience. His sons, hallelujah, were, hallelujah, defiling the church in the temple. They were doing things that were evil in the house of God. And, but he hears the leader, Hezekiah, and now he's paying the price for it. But he says, no, wait a minute, Lord. Wait a minute. I'm an honorable man. I live for you. I love you. I serve you in spirit and in truth. I've done everything that your word says. Hallelujah. And the Lord heard his cry out. And God gave him 15 more years. 15 borrowed years. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I don't know. Hallelujah. God has planned the time that each and every one has here today. Some of us, our time already has run out. You see, the time for Hezekiah ran out. It was done. His dime was done. Many of us think that we're going to live for millions of years and that all life is good and we're planning and we're planning. The Bible says that man can plan, but at the end of the day, it's God's will that will prevail. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. But we can plan. Hallelujah. And we don't know about tomorrow. We're here today, gone tomorrow. Many of us have a time frame and we have no idea that it could be 15 minutes from now, 30 minutes from now. It could be tomorrow and we're thinking we're going we're gonna to win the world. I got all this career. I got all these things. And God's saying, oh, what are you doing now? With the minute you, I'm giving you now. What are you doing with the hour I'm giving you now? Can somebody say amen today? What are you doing with the opportunity that I'm giving you now? Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Many of us can testify that we got the same message. We got cancer, but God said, wait a minute. He turned it around and gave you life again. How many here can say, oh, hallelujah. I had heart, heart trouble, but the Lord said, wait a minute. How many here can say, I had lung issues, but the Lord said, you prayed and I heard your voice. And I gave you more minutes to live, more hours to live, more days to live. 
How many are COVID survivors here? Amen. COVID-19. You could have been one of those 500,000, but God said, hallelujah, wait a minute. Hallelujah. I'm going to give you some borrowed time. My question to you today, what are you going to do with that borrowed time that you got? Hallelujah. The only reason God gave Hezekiah more time in the earth was because he was living for him. Because he was in his will. Why will God add to your time? If you don't live for him. Why will God give you health. If you don't serve him. The only reason. Hezekiah was still living for 50 more years. Because he was able to say Lord. You know me. Oh hallelujah. You can extend my life. Because I'm a worshiper. Because I live under the covering of the Lord. Because I live under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. You need me here on earth. Because I'm all about saving souls. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does the Lord need you? Does the Lord need you here today? Ask that question. Does the Lord need you today? Does he need you? Are you doing his will? Oh, hallelujah. Church, our time is running out. Hallelujah, we are living on borrowed time, but if we obey the instructions of the Lord, if we live by, uh, under the almighty name of the Lord, amen, hallelujah, he can miraculously sustain us. He can turn things around for the glory of God. I don't know what report you got, but I believe that if you are a servant of the Lord, if you are a man or woman of God, if you cry out to the Lord, he can turn it around. Has anybody seen the turnaround of the Lord? Does anybody witness here seeing that God turned it around? All hell broke loose, but I cry out to the Lord and he turned it around come on somebody is anybody here witnessing hallelujah that God can turn it around that's why the life the Bible says if my people who are called by my name will turn from their wicked ways he will then heal their land and heal them there's got to be a turnaround hallelujah for God to add more time because we're on borrowed time amen for God to add more years to your life amen hallelujah you have to you have to run away from the wicked things you gotta run away from the things of the world you gotta run to the cross hallelujah you gotta run to the cross you gotta run to Jesus you gotta live under the shadow of the almighty God come on somebody we're taking life for granted we're thinking we can do whatever we want it's not your life it belongs to the Lord hallelujah your hands belongs to God. Your mind belongs to God. Hallelujah. Your feet belong to God. Hallelujah. It is his will. Hallelujah. That will prevail. That's why in Re there's a revelation in Job chapter 1 7 when Job said naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I shall return there. The Lord give. The Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Hallelujah. In other words, the revelation is here that God can give you something and he can take it back. That means that what you got is borrowed. Your talent is borrowed. Your gifts are borrowed. Hallelujah. Your spiritual gifts are borrowed. The minute you don't do what God called you to do, he will lift somebody else to do it. No one can stop what God has predestined to do in this earth. No one can slow down the will of God. If you don't activate yourself with the time he gave you he will activate someone else to fulfill his will come on somebody if you're here and God called you to do something you better stand up and do it hallelujah come on don't waste God's time time is precious use the borrowed time that you have on this earth wisely be intentional understand hallelujah that everything has to be filtered through the Lord in order to operate in grace and in favor. I come to tell you that grace is borrowed. 
Don't abuse grace because you will get burned. I'll say that again. Don't abuse grace because grace is borrowed. Talk to, ask Samson. Samson abused grace and grace departed. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah, don't, don't, there are many people here without grace anymore. Hallelujah, your time might be up and you are abusing grace. You know what? Your time might be up right now, but if you pray to the Lord right now, God can say and say and be honest with the Lord. God can turn it around. Your gifts are borrowed. Speak to Saul. Saul understood there that his gift was borrowed. He thought it belonged to him. He thought the position belonged to him. He thought, he thought that he was the king. Hallelujah. He forgot the real king that was over that small king. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. He, he understood after the fact that what he was given to him was borrowed. The minute you go astray, the minute you hallelujah, defile God, the minute you begin to hallelujah, operate in a double-minded minded mind and, and you live in the world and live in church, God begins to retract. The gifts that he put in you, the calling that he gave you, the purpose that he gave you. I want you, I want you to be transformed today. Saul so lost what he had because he couldn't operate in the time frame that God gave him. Are you operating in the time and the season that God has given you? Are you utilizing the tools righteously that God has given you? The gift of worship, the gift of, uh, of serving, the gift of preaching. The gift of, of missions. What is it that God has asked you to do? Are you using it wisely the time that you have? Because tomorrow it might not be needed. And you will be held accountable in heaven. What did you do? If God says every word that comes out of your mouth shall be judged. Imagine your gifts that you did not use. I'm going to take you to 2 Kings chapter 6 where we find Elijah. And we find a, a prophetic story that I want this story to, for you to, for, for it to transform your life like never before. You find that the Bible said the disciples of the prophet, I'm going to paraphrase what's happening here. It says that the Elijah, amen, was training some prophets, some young prophets, and, and, and the revival was taking place, and they had no more room, hallelujah. And, they, and the young, uh, young prophets come to Elijah and say to Elijah, Elijah, amen, we need to grow, we need to expand because we, there's no room for us here. So they, they, they got an assignment to cut the, the trees down in the forest and expand. Say with me, expansion. They, they decided to grow because the revival was taking place. So they went to the Jordan River and they began to cut down trees. Here in verse 5, we find a young person. Hallelujah. That's, they, that's holding a, a, an, an axe. And when he's holding the axe and he's cutting down trees, making room, the Bible says that the axe head, fell into the water and he lost it and immediately when he lost it he cried out oh lord oh no master it was borrowed say with me borrowed oh no master the tool that i had to expand the tool that i had to grow to have purpose has been lost and not only that it has been lost it was borrowed it wasn't mine. When he showed, hallelujah, and then the man of God, the Bible says, the man of God asked him, who, where did, you, where did it fell? Where did it fall? Come on, somebody. He said, there. That's where it fell. 
I come to challenge you today. God is asking you, where did, where did you lose your talent? Where did it go wrong? Having the very thing that had God had given you to expand, to grow, to be prosperous, to be the person that he called you to be. Where did you lose it? When he showed the prophet, the prophet, hallelujah, began to pray and God miraculously made the, the, the axe head to float back up. I come to tell you that if you confess your sin, if you come to God and you tell him where you lost it at, he can cause it to float back up again. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, where did you know it? And then when God did the miracle, he said, pick it up. I come to tell you, pick it up again. Pick it up again. This is the season that if you dropped your gift, that if you lost your anointing, if you lost your calling, pick it up again. He said, where is it? Where did you drop it? So there's powerful teaching here right now. This sermon, God gave it to me a month ago, and I couldn't, I couldn't, the timing wasn't right. Let's talk about timing. Because we had a series, and, but God wanted he, for you to hear it today. So what is the axe head, rep, what does the axe head represent? This is the revelation that God gave me. It represents your spiritual gift. The weight of your spiritual gift. There's no way that an iron axe head will flow up. I don't care how deep you gone down. I don't care how low you got. I don't care how hard and deep your, your calling was. God can cause it to flow back up again. It represents his purpose. It represented his calling. It represented his effectiveness. Access was being used at that moment for removing obstacles from, your, from the path. If you don't have the anointing, if you don't have the, uh, the unction of God, you can remove obstacles from your way. You can remove the attacks of the enemy. Hallelujah. It was moved for expansion. It was, the purpose was to grow. It was also used for, for defense. Come on, somebody. When the devil attacked, you still got the anointing to cast them out. Hallelujah. You still got the iron to say, not here, baby. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It, it represented resources. Represented to cut off chains. Now the question to you now. I want to give you the steps that if you find yourself that you lost the essence of the gospel. If you lost in sin, in fornication, adultery, lies, spiritually cold, and you lost the axe head. You lost the passion to serve, to preach, to do the, God, the will of God that you once did before. You need to understand and you need to learn from the steps of this young man. The first thing he did, the first thing was that he understood that it was borrowed. Come on, somebody. You have to understand that what you have it on you, in you, is not yours. It's on borrowed time. It belongs to the Lord. And that young man understood that he had to return it one day. Come on, somebody. How many know we're going to meet the Lord one day? Hallelujah. He had to return it. That's why. Hallelujah. It says one, the second day he was concerned. Say, we'll be concerned. When you lose your passion, when you lose your anointing, when you lose your purpose, you have to be concerned. 
You can't operate in the same mindset. You can't come to church like nothing happened. You have to be concerned that you lost it. You can't be so spiritually cold that you don't even know that you lost it. Come out of You have to. He was worried because it belonged to the master. He was worried because it wasn't his. It belongs to God. He belonged to the master. And the other thing he was, hallelujah, number four, he was honest. He came clean. God is looking for purity. God is looking for transparency. God is looking for somebody to confess up and say, I messed up, pastor. This is where I left it at. This is where I messed up at right here. Confess your sins. He confessed. And the number six, he remembered where he lost it at. When God challenges you and tells you where, you know, he knows where it happened. God knows all things. Come on, somebody. He knows where you dropped the ball at. He knows where you sinned. He knows where you made the mistake. He knows what you did at night. He knows what you did in that room. He knows, hallelujah, what you've seen. He knows all things. Hallelujah. He's at, he just wants to hear you say, this is where it was, God. Woo. Come on, somebody. I'm challenging you tonight. He communicated to his leaders, to his leader, that he lost it for them both to be able to recover it together. I come to tell you, you can't do ministry by yourself. You can't do your calling by yourself. We all going to fall short. We all going to slip one day or another. But we need to come clean and say, Pastor, this is where I messed up. So we together, hand in hand, can go pick it up again and make that anointing flow back again and make that purpose flow back again. Oh, come on, somebody. Recover it together. That's why 1 John 1.19 says, If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sin and purify us from all unrighteousness. But we got to come clean. But it also teaches us, listen to me. It also teaches us, Pastor Brandon, that, that he lost the, the iron of the axe head, but he did not lose the handle. He was working well, but gradually the axe head, the metal, the steel began to get loosened and loosened. That's when you're flirting with sin. That's when you're messing up. That's when you're playing double-minded. That's when you have one foot inside, one foot. It, began, it doesn't happen overnight. You don't lose your axe head overnight. You lose it gradually. When you begin to play with, with sin, you get burned. And then before you know it, you don't have unction. You don't have anointing. You don't have purpose. Hallelujah. You're a dead person. But God wants you to come alive today. Hallelujah. It's a gradual thing. You don't backslide overnight. But he did and he lost his effectiveness. Have you lost your axe head today? Maybe you're operating just with the handle. Maybe you're a leader here in church and all you have is the handle, but you're not effective like you used to be. Ooh, oh, I'm preaching right now. You're empty now. You no longer have that passion and that fire that you once had. Because you lost the, the main part of your ministry, the main part of your, your, your calling. You lost it and you dropped it, amen. And all you have is the experience of what was. Woo! All you have with you is the experience that what once was the anointing, what once was the presence of God. But you're no longer feeling it. You're no longer operating it. 
but God wants to float that back again because you can't do ministry. Time is running out. This is the season. This is the year for you to rise up. Somebody ought to shout glory. Hallelujah. In this place, God wants to re-equip you. God wants to restore you. God wants to reinstate you tonight. Hallelujah. He can make that iron float back again and swim back again. He can make it. No one has gone too far that God cannot restore. No one has come, no one has get, gotten too lost that God can reinstate and restore. Come on, somebody. I don't know who he's speaking to tonight. You messed up, but all you got to do is confess your sin. All you got to say, hey, Pastor, I need some help up in here. And ministers, I need some help. I need some prayer. I went into this place and I did whatever I had to do, but I need to be reinstated. I need the blood of Jesus to forgive me. I need it. Do you need it tonight? Come on, if you need it, give God a hand praise. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Get excited for the Lord. He's about to make flow back your anointing. Flow back your purpose. Flow back. Come on, come on. Don't stay with the handle. Don't stay what it used to be last year. What used to be five years ago at TOC. No, I want the accent. We're going to expand. We're going to grow. I need to be effective in the kingdom. Question is, how can lost power, how can lost purpose, how can lost anointing, how can lost effectiveness, how can lost, lost experience of God be regained? We must immediately stop working. This young person stopped working. Rest under the presence of God. Get restored under the presence of God. It would have been foolish to work and not be able to cut down things. It had been foolish just to, man, and no progress. It would be foolish to be in a, in a ministry in a church and nothing is happening. There's no movement. There's no growth. There's, there's stagnation. You just spent because you lost it. He stopped. He stopped to confess to his pastor. He stopped to confess to the Lord. He did a full confession. We must show our master the place where we lost our effectiveness and our experience of his presence. The question to you today is where did it, where did it fall? Where did it fall? If you can come to the altar tonight and tell God, this is where I dropped it. This is where it fell. I believe the miracle will be activated in your life. But if, if you don't recognize, one of the things that this young man, that he recognized that, that he's no longer the same person. He can't, he can't move forward. He can't be effective. And, he, and, and it wasn't his. It belonged to God. It belonged to the master. And, and, and he understood that, that it was borrowed. He, he was concerned. He was worried. He was honest. I don't know, he remembered where he lost it because he knew that he was on borrowed time. But God was able because, if, because he, he came clean to restore his life. We are on borrowed time. Matthew chapter 3 verse 10 says, Even now the axe is laid at the root of the tree. Every, tree. every tree therefore that does not bear good fruits is cut down and thrown into the fire. That's the word of God. It doesn't change. Every fruit, 
Every tree that does not bear good fruit, that means that it, it, your, your time is borrowing. If you're not effective and you're not doing anything, it will be cut off. I can tell you this, and I'm glad that you're quiet because I want you to listen to this. One thing you can never buy is time. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 27, and it, and it has, and as it has been appointed unto man once to die, but after the judgment. We have a time frame on earth, but then comes the judgment. One thing I can tell you for sure, it says James chapter 4, 14, it says, you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is, what is your life. It is a vapor that appears for a little time and vanishes away. You're here from today and gone tomorrow like a vapor. When you consider life as a vapor, you understand and you begin to understand that time is precious. That it's, that it's fragile. That it's short. What are you going to do for the Lord? You better do it now. What, what are you going to repair in your home? You better do it now. You, hallelujah, whatever you need to fix, hallelujah, you need to fix it today. Don't wait for tomorrow. It's right now. If you need to make a phone call, you need to text somebody, you better do it right now. Hallelujah, because time is short. Hallelujah, and the trump is about to sound, and the coming of the Lord is coming. Hallelujah. That's one thing we cannot stop. That's one thing we cannot change. One day, in the blink of an eye, the trumpet shall sound, and those who live under the covering of the Lord, hallelujah, will be raised up, raised up. Hallelujah, to meet God in heaven. Come on, who's waiting for that day? Do not wait until tomorrow what you can do today. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 10 says, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In that in the heavens shall pass away in great noise and elements shall melt fire and heat. The earth also and the work that are therefore in it will burn up. There are some things that we cannot change, that we cannot stop, that we cannot turn the clock. And it is that God is coming. Everything is aligned. Prophetically, everything is, hallelujah, is, is coming to fulfillment of his prophecies. You need to wake up and snap out of it. Amen. And know that the time is pressing. Time is short. Hallelujah. We got to align ourselves into the will of God. Amen. Because God is calling us for greater. Amen. Stand to your feet with me tonight. A thief will never tell you when he's coming. He won't let you know he's coming tonight to steal your house, things from your home. The Lord is not going to tell you, that not even the angels in heaven know the time. But he lets us know by the prophetic and the word of God. We need to get busy in the Lord. We need to live a godly life. To live a godly life is to live life that it is pleasing to the Father. The word of God says be diligent. Diligent. God has given us borrowed time to use to bring a harvest of souls. The only reason why we are alive is, we are alive is to save souls before the coming of the Lord. This, this borrowed time can be compared to the, to the time of Noah. He built the ark for 120 years. And God was patient with the world for 120 years. He gave them 120 years to prepare and to repent, and they did not take it. And on top of that, his grace was so great that when he, 
when all the animals entered the ark and, and, and Noah and his family only eight entered, God kept the, God himself, not Noah, God kept the doors open for seven more days of grace. Woo, tell me about God is not after your heart. Tell me that God has not given you an opportunity to repent today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Noah could not close the ark. Grace closed the ark. Grace of God said, enough. And he closed the ark. And the flood came. God is patient. I don't know, he's giving, he's giving some people seven days of grace. You better take it. And I'm going to tell you this, and I'm going to end with this. When I was at work, and God had given me the sermon about time, it was 2.29 for me to clock in, clock out for lunch. I needed to clock out at 2.30. And I'm standing before the clock, in front of the clock, time clock at work, waiting for that one minute. And I was like, oh my goodness, this minute is taking forever. And I want you to do this with me. I want you all to do this with me. We're going to count one minute. We're going to count the 60 seconds. How it's counted right now in time. Count with me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59, 60. That's one minute. You have 24 hours in a day. That's a 1,440 minutes. That's 86,400 seconds in a day. Don't tell me that God has not given you time to be transformed or changed. Don't tell me, Pastor, I don't have time. You have enough time. You better use it wisely to transform and be filled with the power of God before the trumpet sound. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, give God a praise. You got more than enough time. Don't abuse the time that God has given you. Don't abuse grace. God is calling you today to, to repent. God is calling you to confess and say, this is where I dropped it. I'm not, I'm not that person I used to be. I know I, I know I don't have the passion to pray before like I used to. I know I lost it. I dropped it. If that's you tonight, the altar is open. The altar is open and you need to come tonight. 
You need to come tonight because the sermon is for you. Hallelujah. If you can tell that, if you can be like that young man and said to the prophet, this is where I dropped it, God. You need to speak to him tonight. Hallelujah. 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 I know that's you. Come on. You're on borrowed time. After tonight, there's no excuses. After tonight, there's no excuses. God bless this bold young woman of God. Come on. You too. God is calling you too. Hallelujah. I don't know where you dropped it at, but God wants to make it flow back again. But you got to come clean to the altar. You got to tell the prophet, Lord, this is the master. This is where I dropped it, God. I don't pray like I used to. I'm not devoted like I used to. I'm not, I'm not doing the things like I used to, God. I lost it. Can you make it flow back again? Come on, come on, come on. God is calling you tonight. Hallelujah. Pride got to leave and you got to know that it's possible.